One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, where we were joined by uh, the CEO of Grimsby Town. Uh, that's Debbie Cook. They head to Southampton in the Cup. And they've been. That was a bit of a David Miller there, but And they are. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, I just. Uh, I think. <laughs> and, uh, and I find. Grimsby, you are. It doesn't matter. It's a bit off message. But anyway, Debbie joined us to tell us some good news about Harry the Haddock. Yes. Um, also, what else did we do? We we mastermind your obsession with mastermind yes. came to the fore again. You had a new specialist <laughs> subject. We'll see how that went. Yep. And um, George Colkin joined us from the Athletic. Uh, he has um, repurposed some interviews he did yeah, nice. before the sad death of Sir Bobby Robson. It, he would have been ninety uh, this week, and mm. uh, George has put together a fantastic podcast uh, of Bobby talking about his career. It was an interesting mm. chat. So we'll bring you that and other matters besides here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. Talking of fish, I don't know if you saw Harry the Hatter. I don't know if you saw that fish can recognise themselves in photos. There's been some research, who's, yeah. Who's, who's, uh, we've got like an underwater camera. <laughs> no, they, they they show them pictures of themselves and and they've got little marks on them. And if it's the one with the little mark, the fish acknowledges it. Why, why, why are you you're waving? Well, that's what they do. They wave with well, their fish, gills. Okay, they wave. <laughs> I don't think they do, Professor. <laughs> well, right. And then fish can recognise their own faces in pictures, just like humans, according to research. They have an internal sense of self, adding to evidence that they are far more intelligent than previously thought. Thought. Okay. Research in Japan. In fact, is this I'm, why you're going to write your ap- apocalyptic thriller, Planet of the <laughs> Planet of the Fish? No, I was going to say some of them even rang Nigel Botherway last week to say that was me on page one of Angling <laughs> Times. <laughs> That's right. Can you reserve me a copy of Angling <laughs> Times because I'm on page seven of Fish yesterday? That's right. Yeah, I did a bit of a mad thing today. Well, that's not. It doesn't really surprise no. me. What did you do? <laughs> Sue rang me. The wife rang me. And she said to me, "The wife. Uh, the wife rang me." She, she said, said, "Do you know where the landline is? I can't find the phone." I said, "No, I don't know. What are you talking about?" Oh. So, yeah, great. I walked in. I've got it in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it? You haven't got more much than, of a mobile. You haven't got more than one handset. <laughs> Try and give it. See, see if you're out of range. Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Ridiculous yeah, I, I, I might give you a call and see if it works. <laughs> well, That's probably the, the. Shall I give you? I'll give you a no, shout no, later. Ring oh, Andy's. Uh, sorry, uh, John. Our producer's ringing you now. He's out of range, no, no, John. Don't ring me because it'll get. It'll ring at home. Yeah, but she's got no handset. Yeah, has no, she? it'll just drive her mad. <laughs> <laughs> you burk. What have you ever taken to work or away with you? You shouldn't have done. Let's have a few of those today. Andy, here's Andy with his landline handset. I, I'm sure a lot of people have done that. So feel free to share 
yeah, yours were the class. What did you uh, take away that you look back and think, how did I manage to... That should never have left the building. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet Um I, I'm calling for the good people behind the Pulitzer Prize to award it to the Suns, Adam Bennett. He had an exclusive this morning. <laughs> yeah. A snooker ace, this is how it reads. Yeah. A snooker ace has had an unwelcome big beak after a seagull, like yeah. after a seagull stole his uh, celebratory post-match Terry's chocolate orange from a hotel window. And uh, be, prepare yourselves for one of the greatest bit of tabloid replacement ever. Having said Terry's chocolate orange in the tabloid um, edicts, you're not allowed to repeat those words at all. So you've got to describe a Terry's chocolate orange uh, in a different way. It's so this is what, Adam, which is why I'm calling for the Pulitzer. Former world champion Sean Murphy, 40, left the segmented treat. Oh, come on. I love a segmented That's treat. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, on the windowsill. That's a weird story, though. It's the yeah. sort of thing Andy would do. He left it on the windowsill of his hotel to keep it cool. I don't know. Well, maybe it was a very hot room. In the, yeah, it in, could have in, been. In one of those where yeah. you can't turn the red down. Probably you get those hotel those, rooms yeah. where you can't turn it. Yeah. After his win at the Welsh Open, he said, when I left my hotel room earlier, I placed the Terry's chocolate orange. You're allowed to do it if he says it. Yeah. You can't do it as the journalist. On the ledge, outside, to chill, so I could have a few slices with a coffee in bed. It's far too much information, <laughs> Sean, if you don't mind me saying so. Not there now. Fuming seagulls. He said. Fuming seagulls. Yeah, what a band they were. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Sean says the reckons the bird struck hours after he beat Victor Sarkis 4 0. Obviously, the seagulls are right behind Victor <laughs> yeah, and wanted him to go happy. through to the next round. <laughs> they were his. He's a, yeah. he's a part time magician. So, um, we're interested to hear from you this afternoon. Uh, apart from what did you take with you that you really should have left at home? Um, uh, we're also interested in those things mm. that uh, weren't there when you went back. And why in the segmented treat envelope? Do tell us this afternoon. That should keep you busy. Talksport.com yeah. forward slash H and J. Text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to T S H and J. Talking of hotels, we're obviously uh, working up at Warrington tomorrow. We are. We're in Warrington for the big Super League yeah, uh, we're going launch, the game. first game of the season. And Warrington we're, we're staying overnight. I got an email from the hotel we're staying in today yeah. saying uh, we operate a keyless system. So yeah. uh, what you have to do, you have to register. You have to check in online, and then you have to register on this. You have to download an app for your phone yeah. and then you have to check in on the app and then you get a code and then that will let you in you think what have happened to keys honestly uh, three, think, how long have hotels been going three, in Doha does it three or four hundred yeah, exactly <laughs> three or four hundred years of With hotels yeah. what's the Point. What is the point of that? Just it's ridiculous. Just give me a key. I'll open the door. <laughs> it's crazy. It's so All irritating. right, Granddad. No, but it's not progress, is it? How is that progress? It's not. Well, it allows them not to have staff who have to hand you That's keys. That's not socially responsible for the area, though, is it? You know. What do you mean? Well, not to, you know. You want a personal bodyguard? No. To, you know, there should be somebody working there. Oh, there you know, will be job. somebody working there. They just don't want to handle keys. Yeah. It's a technophobe. It's pathetic. It's happening more. Than- <laughs> It's great, isn't it? Right. Grumpy old man no, railing against I the system. I don't mind Look. a bit of technology, but that is just oh. superfluous. That is not better. Doing all that it took me about 15 to 20 minutes to work it all out. Oh. That is not better than me going, hello, and there you go. Good evening, Mr. Jacobs. Here's your key. Took you 15 minutes. Uh, let's ask our uh, young producer and assistant producer how long it took them. Four or five seconds. So uh, <laughs> therein uh, lies the story. So, uh, yeah, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. Uh, Andy's become obsessed with, uh, obsessed with Clive Myrie on the Mastermind, and he uh, he keeps getting lots of questions right uh, in the general knowledge section. And But he's struggling to find a specialist subject that he specialises in. He's tried... 
two cricket ones and yeah. they didn't go well. No. And what was the other one we did? Oh, Chelsea players. Chelsea players of the Abramovich. That was no, a I've disaster. Got none, I've got one out of ten. Yeah, so Guna said he got more than that. <laughs> um, so he's going to try something else uh, this afternoon. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now some uh, new archivers emerged of uh, the great Sir Bobby Robson uh, and uh, a new project has been launched by The Athletic and uh, it will feature some of this uh, unheard um, footage Mm. with what would have been his uh, 90th birthday. George Colkin has been putting it together at The Athletic and he joins us. Well, I'll tell you, before we chat to George, let's hear a bit of the trailer. My father knew that I actually became manager of the Duke Toshinai. He would not believe it. He'd be so proud. He, he was so assaulted all the way to the dance. <laughs> he, he read football. He's, you know, he, he, he was stupid and idiot. You know, he was, he was hyperactive, up to all sorts of tricks, bags of phones, stupidity, unreliable in many ways. He didn't know where the hell he was going or what he was going to do when he got there. Would he ever return? I mean, all this sort of stuff, you know. How long have I got? And he said, well, nobody knows. Not weeks, of course, but not years. Months. So I said, well, how many months? He said, I don't know, he said. Maybe 12, 24, 36. We don't know. So I'm like, bloody hell, like, bloody hell. Here we are, so Bobby Robson, uh... And, and joining us now, as we said, uh, George Colkin, who's put this together for The Athletic. Hi, George. Hello, what a thrill to be here. Massive, massive fan of the show. So oh, it's lovely, lovely. Uh, Thank lovely you, to be George. joining you. It's Thank very, you. It's, it's very clear, isn't it? He, he bore his illness with great courage. You know, it was publicly... He's been you know, ill so, for a long yeah. time, didn't he? He'd been, been ill for such a long time and people didn't even know it because he didn't really share it with anybody. No, I mean, and you'll—I mean, it's—it's it's almost become a cliche now, but you'll—you'll you'll hear it in the in the fourth of these podcast episodes where he he repeats that story and says, you know, I say to Elsie, um, I've never been ill. I've never been ill a day in my life, and she looks at me and says, Bobby, you've had cancer five times, mm. and. Um, yeah, the, well, the the fourth episode is all about that. But I mean, as you can hear from those clips, um, these recordings were made when his health was failing towards the end of his life. And it was an excuse to kind of look back, look back through his life and, and career and just a reminder of what an extraordinary, extraordinary life and career he had. Well, who conducted the interviews, George? How did, how did this archive come about? Well, so it was me. And oh, wow. um, mm. I, I helped I helped Sir Bobby with his last book, which mm. was about Newcastle, the club and the city. And in some ways, it was a, it was a bit of a flawed idea from the publisher. It was a lovely idea. But because Bobby had been away from the northeast for such a long time as a player and then a, and then as a manager, he, he kind of didn't know much about the middle of Newcastle because, of course, when he came back as manager, it was the training ground, it was the stadium, and that was pretty much it. And so we went through lots and lots of kind of old photographs of him as a kid growing up in County Durham as a minor's son, a pit man himself, old Newcastle players. And it, it was an excuse to sort of to to tell his story all over again and bobby being bobby you know it just took him off on on flights of fancy of his own so he ended up talking about england and barcelona and ipswich and all the rest of it and the book came out and i've been sitting on these recordings for a long time and just thought that 
it would be a kind of lovely thing to do to to listen to them again see see where we might get to with it and and then with the very kind permission of his family we've we've turned them into this podcast series excellent did, did, did any manager ever love football more than bobby robson i just think that's it it just it's but it's i mean it, he was all football and it was this like lifetime obsession with him. I mean, we forget that he had such a long career as a, as a player as well. I mean, you know, 20 England Cups, we don't sort of talk about that anymore because he had this, he had this life of many lives, but I, I, I just think he had this incredible, you know, you're talking about the way he sort of dealt with his illness. He had this incredible zest for life as well as football. And it just drove everything. He had this, inquisitiveness about him this curiosity he always wanted to know people and know more and i think i think that's probably why he's such an important figure for so many people that he had this great humanity about him he had a wonderful relationship with the the newcastle fans as well and he talks about this in the documentary doesn't he george yeah and um i've i've got a couple of clips that i would like to like to share with you and um yeah this is the first one it's about about newcastle fans you come out there and you look around, don't you? And you see 52,000. And they, you know, they're good, they, you know, they wear the heart on the sleeves, don't they? They love the club. They, 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 they appear, come rain, shine, blow, snow, don't they? And they're just magnificent people that, that, that you work for. You just hope you can get them some great results to give them a, a great weekend. And they love the club. There's a passion here that is not very seen in many other clubs, is it? Yeah, fantastic. Mm. And that, <laughs> he would have loved what's happening now, wouldn't he? There's a there's a there's a, an amazing bit actually in it where he he says the club is all set up. It's set up. It's set up for the right manager. It's set up for the right owner. They've got the crowd. They've got the stadium. It's all there. It's all there to be in the top four, top six every single season. That's where they should be. Mm. And he, you know, he said that obviously a while after he'd left and when things weren't going so well under Mike Ashley, but he had this belief that Newcastle, you know, could be that club. And of course, haven't been for a long time. And we've all got ourselves out of the habit of thinking about Newcastle in terms of stature and history, but he never lost that. He always had it. I was also synonymous with Ipswich, of course. And whilst there, he he did sign our very own (laughs) Alan Brazil, our breakfast show presenter. And he, he talked about that as well. Yeah, I love this clip. I love this clip so much. Um, I hope you enjoy it. We sat in Brazil, all he had was a left foot. And I said, I remember saying to my cousin, this kid's got a left foot that is like Puskas. He had a left foot, brilliant. Didn't know where to run, bit fat, couldn't head it. Didn't know whether he would have the, 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 the hard work ingredient to, to make it push himself. But we made him a great player. He was a great player, Brazil. He had, yeah. and he had this left foot. With shooters, you know, spinning and coming down the inside left channel. I mean, would stick the ball down there, and he would be on his left foot, you know. And we, and we produced all these players, George. Lovely stuff. Yeah. We'll play that. We'll He's right. Get, he was a great that to player. Him. He was, yeah, yeah. And uh, it's like that enthusiasm. You could just, whenever he spoke, it was just this real enthusiasm mm. about whatever he was talking about, if it was football-related, mm. when that really used to shine through. Even listening to that, talking about Alan, you're back in the moment. He's like seeing him for the first time. Mm. Yeah, it's. I mean, the, the, the kind of conversations were very intimate. I mean, they obviously weren't kind of meant to be uh, to be kind of broadcast or published, really. But mm. and so I think it has that quality. It didn't, ha- you know, I wasn't doing it for that reason. And when I when we started, uh, you know, this this project as you call it, I didn't think he would be sort of talking to me as obviously as he was. But I think that's why it sort of 
works but and it is that it's just that sort of incredible memory you know 13 years at Ipswich that's a, that's a story in itself that's a career in itself but and then you know eight years with England and then after that you know it's a job that has sort of finished off so many managers yeah. and at that time you know under huge pressure from the media I mean massive and then after that he starts all over again and then goes on this incredible tour of Europe um it, it, you know absolutely unprecedented what he did uh, you know, other managers have done bits of it, but to 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 do it as as far and as wide as he did without signing an English player, without using an English coach, just just extraordinary. Yeah, there's a story when I was working on Gold Magazine, that some of our guys went out to a six aside tournament, and it was a PR company had put it together, but they got Bobby to manage one of the teams. He managed the goal team. Uh, and he he treated it like it was a, a cup <laughs> final or or the yeah. you know a classico, um, and he just the enthusiasm even then to manage the, this this bunch of lads who just gone there on a jolly uh, to have a few drinks and play a bit of uh, PR company football. He just you know they 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 love the experience. They said, but as I said, in whatever he did, that that enthusiasm came through. So where can we where can we hear it, George? Well, thank you very much. Yeah, so it's on the Athletic, but you can uh, you can search for it wherever you get your podcasts. If you look for Pod on the Tyne, uh, you should find it at Bobby Ninety. Yeah, and it's a four four part <clears throat> series, and I hope stirs some emotions. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We asked you earlier on Andy. Um, Andy's wife said, "I can't find the landline handset," uh, and he said, "It will be somewhere." And that somewhere he's discovered. He's in his pocket. He's brought it to work. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> well done. But I don't think it's that, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people have done it. We did ask you uh, whether you've done a similar sort of thing. Also, off the back of uh, a story in today's uh, papers about the snooker player, Sean Murphy, who decided to leave his um, Terry's chocolate orange on a ledge to cool off <laughs> outside his... I mean, it's a bit weird, outside his hotel room when he came back to seagulls Most and had hotel it. room windows don't open. I know. That's so, a, I mean, so can I, it was a very hot room. Very hot room, and he Boys. likes his. That's that's his ride often when he plays in a snooker tournament. Is <laughs> Terry's chocolate orange has to be at the at the right firmness, otherwise his assistant gets sacked. So they were the things we asked you to get to work on. Um, this is from Deck in sunny Manchester, who understands your pain. And he says, as a car mechanic, a few years back, I went swimming after work one night. When I came out to get changed, I realised I'd taken uh, a key into the swimming baths with me from one of the cars. <laughs> Fob still worked and returned like nothing oh, had happened. Good. So that was a little bit of luck. Um, oh, this is a corker. Um, Paul, my partner at the time, took both sets um, uh, both sets of house keys with her. No, I think it's Paul is his name, or he's saying... It doesn't matter. Anyway, my partner at the time took both sets of house keys with her to uh, work uh, the night. Liverpool beat Dortmund 4-3 in the Europa League. I finished work early, got my takeaway and beers, got home to realise I couldn't get in the house. Oh, dear. The cat flat uh, looked an option. <laughs> and desperate. in blind panic, desperate to see the match. <laughs> and after a few smacks with a lump hammer out of the van, oh, it no. was wide enough for me to get in. <laughs> so it smashed his door through round the cat flap. Well, you would. Or the dog flap, as it became. Uh, we are no longer together, ah. he says. I take it it was Paul. Thank you, Paul, for that. Uh, keep those coming. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TS. H and J. Now, Andy, you've become slightly obsessed with Mastermind I recently. Have, yes, the I, main thing that, much enjoy it, that vexes you is Clive Myrie, who I think, uh, understandably, 
um, gives a kind of little potted sentence on every specialist over-explains subject. Over-explains it. You think over-explains over Okay, so what were the specialist it's subjects It's basically SBO, isn't it? The yeah. obvious, really. Yeah. So this week's specialist subjects, here we go. U2, right? My specialist subjects The band U2. U2, yeah? Yeah. The chart-topping Irish rock band. So not the U-Ben specialist plumbers, then. <laughs> okay. Who else could it be? Yeah. This one. I love this one. Guest stars in Friends. Right, okay. Right. The celebrity cameo appearances, which I maintain is harder to understand than guest stars. <laughs> the celebrity cameo appearances in the hugely popular sitcom Friends, as opposed to the southwest-based garden centres of the same name. <laughs> Talking about. You looked that up, didn't you? Oh, yeah. You looked up some businesses <laughs> called Friends. The, this one, the Mitford Sisters. Oh, yeah. Well, mm. a lot of people wouldn't know much about the Mitford Sisters. Oh, I don't know. Oh, come on. I do. <laughs> Natalie, Pamela, Diana, Unity, Jessica and Deborah. Yeah, what a back five they were. <laughs> the six Mitford sisters that fascinated and scandalised Britain from 1920 onwards. So not Mitford's the butchers in the high street. <laughs> You're being far. <laughs> no, what about on. this one? The Finally, toy dog breeds. Toy Fa- dog breeds. Fairly self-explanatory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The smallest dog breeds recognised by the British Kennel Club. So not Dobermans, then. Well, you need to qualify the British Kennel Club so you can't stray from those, you see. <laughs> it's brilliant. So on it? that basis, Andy, you, you said you've been doing very well on the general knowledge questions. I did. I got 11 on one I of do think week. they've been getting easier. No, no, they... I mean, Fred going would have blown it out of the water these days. Know, it's the way they fall. I mean, one of them only got five on. So it just depends. On you, all the celebrity general, ones. All I mean, the oh, celebrity yeah, ones, easy, yeah. Aren't they? Wow. Yeah, no, anyway, yeah. so, so far you've tried... Um, Vintage Chelsea questions. They yeah. didn't go massively well. No, that was uh, Chelsea yeah. under Abramovich, you knew very little about that. Yeah, that wasn't good. And Test cricket from the Ashes cricket from the 1970s. Yeah, that was five out of ten. That wasn't too So bad. you've moved away from sport completely and you've yeah. decided today's specialist subject, the producer has set the questions, uh, is on gourmet uh, food ingredients. <laughs> it's a bit niche, isn't it? The type of food. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, are you ready then? Yes. Here we go. Let's rush through this. Okay, your time starts now. Which animal is traditionally used to hunt wild truffles? Pig. They're correct. Varieties of this shellfish delicacy includes Olympia, European flat, and Kumamoto. What is it? Doesn't he play Blame for, to the music. Doesn't he play for Bayern Munich? <laughs> I think he is, yeah, yeah. What is it? I have no idea. Pass. Okay, oyster. Which creamy, nutty <laughs> bean with deep, pinky-red flecks is in its prime from late July to August? <laughs> <laughs> Father. You're a creamy nutty bean, aren't you? <laughs> I certainly yeah. no, Father. Bol- Bolotti. Remember? Oh, Bolotti. Yeah. Kev tried to sign him. We went and had a look at him, said Harry. Me and Kev. <laughs> we had a look at Bolotti, terrific player, but we couldn't afford. <laughs> Daniel said no, couldn't come up with the money. Which game bird, now. be careful, which game bird cannot be eaten before the glorious 12th of August? And his tradition, yeah, grouse, correct. Uh, what, is, um, what is Tom Alley? I dread to think. Tom Allen? Yeah. No, not. What is Tom Alley? Uh, somewhere where you grow tomatoes in a No, it's lobster liver. Oh, really? Um, what are purple Cherokee? Really? I've never yeah. heard of that. Well, lobster okay. liver. You're not very I good, are I you? I didn't even know lobsters had livers. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, uh, what are Do you pur- have it with onions? <laughs> what are... P- <laughs> well, they'd be quite small, wouldn't they? I'll tell you what, Ray, really, last night I had some lovely lobster livers. They were very small, about 50 of them. What are purple Cherokee, green tiger, black crim mamond and san manzo, all kinds of? Tomatoes. Yeah, well done. Uh, what is the Japanese fish delicacy that can be deadly if not correctly processed and prepared? 
Fugu. No need for that. Fugu? Fugu, that's yeah. it, yeah. Which animal's milk is the French Roquefort cheese made from? Goat. Sheep. Uh, when you roll herb into a group... I nearly swore that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. When you roll when you roll herb into a group and mince them, this te- I don't know what we were doing then. What? You know, so when you roll herb into a group and mince them, this technique is called what? When you roll herb into a group? Yeah. Into a group of what? <laughs> a pass, I'm afraid. Okay. Chiffonard. No, me neither. And uh, I think Tottenham tried to sign him as well. Uh, what is the name of a crisp tart pickle made from small gherkin cucumbers? It's a tart pickle made from small... <laughs> no, no idea. Cornichon. Oh, Cornichon. Remember them? Brimful of Asher. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, four. Four. This is my problem. <clears throat> I can't find a specialist subject. Otherwise, I'm definitely going on. <laughs> well, I don't think it'll be the biology of lobster next week, will it? <laughs> definitely not. I didn't know they had livers. <laughs> Well, I think that's the title of the podcast anyway. <laughs> so there we are. Andy, uh, as you just realised, not a massive expert on that. So we'll, we'll look for another. We'll keep searching for a specialist subject <laughs> for him if we can. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, shock news mm. yesterday that uh, Southampton for the FA Cup match against Grimsby Town on March the 1st have said, I'm afraid the Grimsby fans cannot bring inflatable Harry the Haddocks into St Mary's. The inflatables have been banned. They're not ridiculous. that big. They're quite it's small. ridiculous, isn't it? Um, let's see what they're making of that at Grimsby. Uh, the chief exec, Debbie Cook, joins us now. Hi, Debbie. Hiya. Are you disappointed? Yeah, of course we're disappointed, but um, but I've got a little bit of news. Ooh. But before I just before I just go on to that, could I just talk about um the fact the fact that Grimsby Town are in the fifth round of the FA Cup? You know, mm. for the first time in some twenty seven years, and it's not been an easy run for Grimsby Town. We've beaten three League One clubs and the Championship club to get there, and um. This Harry Haddock story is 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 fantastic and it's iconic with Grimsby Town, but I wouldn't want to 
to miss just the achievements of of the squad and um, everybody involved at the club. And yeah, financially, I'm sure a run like mm. this has been good for the club, hasn't it? Well, um, you know, the reality is that a run like this is great. What it what it means is that our owners have to put less money in the club. Um, I wouldn't want anyone thinking that this means that we've got you know money sloshing around because <laughs> that's certainly not the case. Um, you know, myself and the new owners have been at the club for less than two years, and and for the last eighteen months, there's been significant. Um, you know, money put into supporting the first team and the infrastructure at the football club. You know, if you think you knew about Grimsby Town before, then look again, because everything's different mm. uh, and we're a club with ambition and, and we're building. We, we know um, a bit yeah. about Grimsby because of uh, Lloyd Griffith our regular guests. Who, who pops in and sees <laughs> us. He keeps the Grimsby, Grimsby flag flying here on TalkSport, Lloyd. He's like, he's good for business. He certainly is, and we really appreciate him flying that Grimsby Town flag. Yeah. Now, the haddock. Uh, Harry, originally, I see that you, you're selling them in the club shop, um, but it, the, the original used to be a rainbow trout. It wasn't technically a haddock, so quite controversial then. Uh, it was a little bit, I think. Um, I mean, he he first appeared back in 1989 mm. um, during uh, that, that year FA Cup run, and um, although his name was Harry the Haddock, yeah, apparently he... And I've seen some versions. He didn't look much like a haddock. But he's, <laughs> That's he's, a river fish but as this, well, a This new one does. Mm, yeah. The new Harry looks very much more like a haddock. He's yeah, he does. Grimsby Town for, for a long, long time. Yeah. So when it, when the news came through from Southampton, I mean, no right of appeal. That's it. Is it what is it? A kind of their front? They're going to be thrown onto the pitch or something? Well, the, well, the good news is mm. that both clubs have been working together and Southampton have now said that Harry will be allowed. Harry oh. Haddock is back on the menu. Um, so, so our wonderful inflatable Haddock um, will now be welcome. That's um, good at news. Southampton on the first of March. So that is that, that is, is great news. And That's... I think it shows. You know, it really shows that we. You know, we have the most loyal supporters that travel up and down the country in numbers and they've got a voice um, and we're really grateful to our supporters trust the Mariners Trust who along with the club have been working behind the scenes um, to talk to um, to Southampton and uh, the two clubs have now um, worked together to enable this to happen which is great news and they're it's available good. in the club shop and uh, on Mariners Direct I see you can buy your, your Harry the Haddock now for the cup game yeah, not only that, um, because we want to celebrate this great news, we've reduced him in price. Ooh, so no, anybody go. that wants to buy themselves a Harry Haddock that didn't have one before, yeah, can can go on to Mariners Direct and buy their Harry or pop into the club shop. Fantastic. Okay. Down to seven quid. It's good. I was going to suggest fans take a real haddock. No, you can't do that. You can't take a real haddock into the ground. It's a long way from Grimsby to Southend. By the time you get off that coach, it, would, it wouldn't be pleasant. Certainly not going back. Well, that's good news. We're glad to we're glad to brace two stories about Southampton we've broken in the last hour. No Jesse Marsh, but a, a good news story that yeah. they've relented on on Harry the haddock. Fantastic. Well, keep, I, I said the results didn't go your way last night, Sally Debbie, did they? So, um, but you know, you, you take it on the chin and you you bounce back at the week. I'm sure. Well, you know, we've seen some great form in the FA Cup and we'd like to replicate that in the league. It didn't go our way last night, but on to Northampton on Saturday. Good stuff. Good great to talk stuff. to you. Thanks very much. 
Thanks very much. There we are, Debbie <laughs> Cook there, the chief exec at Grimsby Town. And so, yes, breaking news here. on We should have done the stab, really. Breaking news here on TalkSport. Harry Haddocks will be allowed yeah. in the St Mary's for that cup game on March the 1st. <laughs> Harry Haddock sounds like an old manager in the 60s. It does, you know. When it was, for four years, we had Harry Haddock in charge. <laughs> they really were marvellous times, yeah. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, we'll do it all again live from Warrington tomorrow. Big... Rugby League, Super League flavour. Lots of top guests from the game. We're live in Warrington out of the first game of the season uh, against Leeds tomorrow evening. Very much looking forward to that. I am. A special Rugby League-themed birthday spread. Yes, me versus Stuart Pearce, because uh, Stuart is a big Warrington fan and will be joining us for the final hour tomorrow. So do hope you can join us um, from one, if not the podcast, will be available as always around four o'clock. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.